When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. wondered what's inside your baby's formula or why some kinds make him extra gassy or fussy? We have two. So today we've grabbed an expert and some formula feeding moms to discuss the ins and outs of baby formula and an up and coming alternative to the mainstream options that have taken a hit in the U.S.'s recent shortage. This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow! You look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross, mom to a three-year-old boy and a baby girl. We've got a great show today talking about baby formula. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to visit our website at newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter. This keeps you updated on all the episodes that we release each week. And another great way to stay updated is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. And if you're looking for a way to get even more involved with our show, then you can check out our membership club called Mighty Moms. That's where we chat more about the topics discussed here on our show. And it's also an easy way to learn about our recording so that you can join us live. I would like to introduce our panel of guests today. We have April Kelly with Sure. She is our featured guest. We also have moms Liz and Bailey here to share their perspectives on this topic as well. So thank you, moms, so much for being here. And as we get started, please tell us a little bit about your family and experience using formula to feed your babies. April, we'll get into your professional accomplishments a little later in the show, but do you want to kick us off with a personal introduction? For sure, for sure. So I'm excited to be here and having this conversation. I am a mompreneur and I have four kiddos between the ages of one and 12, and we all had different infant feeding experiences. So I've done a little breastfeeding, I've done some supplementing, I've done some completely infant formula feeding. And so we've, we've had a variety of different experiences that I'll be able to speak to today. All right. Liz, do you want to go next? Yeah, I am a mom to a three-month-old baby boy that we adopted from birth, and he has actually been uh, formula-fed since day one. Congratulations. And Bailey, what about you? Yeah, I also, I'm a mom of a almost two-year-old little girl, and um, she also, we have only ever formula-fed. We didn't, we have no experience with me breastfeeding or anything, so. Okay. Has anyone been affected by the formula shortage? Yes, um, most definitely. Um, it was more so right after our son was born. The stores in our area were still having a really hard time getting any formula on the shelves. And 
we were traveling from store to store to store around our area, just trying to find anything that would work for him. Um, so that became very stressful when, you know, you already are bringing home this newborn child and you don't know fully what to expect because we literally got the call that he was coming home with us that day. And so now trying to figure out how are we going to feed him once we get home was a huge burden. Wow. So what did you end up doing? Just like you said, going to store to store? You know, thankfully, the hospital actually sent us home with some formula. Uh, So we had about two days worth of formula to find uh, more for him. And we actually uh, realized we could go on to the manufacturer's website and be able to actually find his formula and what stores had it in stock. So that was super helpful. Gotcha. Yeah, that is helpful. I'll chime in too. And I, I, I wasn't directly affected. Um, I was nursing at the time, but we were affected in a completely different way where um, a lot of people who were privy of our um, up and coming startup venture with the infant formula company, they were reaching out to see if we could help and if, if our product was up and ready to go. And I, I hated it so bad because we were not <laughs> ready. Uh, and, and because safety first, I did not really, um, I didn't even want to go that route and skip any skip any important steps. And so we really kind of had a, our hands tied. Uh, so that's how we were affected. Yeah. Well, when you mama started formula feeding, how much guidance from the pediatrician or, you know, from the hospital or anything did you receive on what to look for in the type of formula that you used? And how did you end up settling on the one that was right for your baby? We leaned heavily on our pediatrician, um, beginning with our our oldest daughter, because for one, we were new parents, my husband and I, um, and we were younger too, a lot younger. So we really did not have a clue of what we were doing. Uh, So we leaned heavily on the pediatricians and just trial and error, right? Try the first formula, see how it sat with baby girl. And fortunately, it was a good match. Um, That's not the case with all of my kids. But um, in her case, we were able to get it right the first try. Yeah, trial and error is kind of a big thing in parenting. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We kind of had the opposite experience of we didn't really have much guidance at all when it came to formula, what type of formula or anything like that to use. Luckily, my sister had just given birth um, nine months before my daughter was born and her son was formula fed as well. But we kind of just went with her lead and like you said, trial and error And the first one that the hospital gave us actually didn't sit well with her. And they were like, well, I don't know. I guess you can try this. It was just very minimal guidance or even telling us why it wasn't really sitting or what we. So we kind of took that on ourselves and just had to trial it. Luckily, we only had to try one other one that sat with her. But we didn't have as much guidance as I would have thought new parents first time. You have no clue what you're doing. And like you said, you're young. And they don't come with an instruction manual at all. So, Yeah, I would agree that we did not receive any guidance whatsoever on what type of formula to be looking for, what to look for in it, things like that. Thankfully, I have previous knowledge from working in a daycare for four years and basically, you know, feeding many, many children over the course of that time and seeing all the different types of formula that were out there. 
Um, I know my husband and I constantly had that discussion and we would actually go into the aisles and look to see what was there and just kind of get an idea because we knew it was probably going to end up being trial and error. And especially with adopted children who may have had some prenatal exposures, um, unfortunately, you just never know what they're going to respond well to or not. Um, because a lot of times because of those exposures, they're digestive system is one of the most affected systems in their entire body from it when they're first born. Uh, So we just didn't even know what was fully going to happen there. Thankfully, uh, the formula that the hospital gave him, he responded really well to. Uh, So we were able to just stick with that one and, and go from there. And once in a while, we'll find like, you know, the comparable version of it. And, but we found that he actually does not do as well on those. Um, But if we use it to kind of supplement some of the regular formula, he does okay. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Mom, so much for sharing your experiences. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I will be continuing this conversation with April. So stay tuned. Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. It was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Today on Newbies, we're talking about baby formula, and you've already met our featured guest, April Kelly. So April, welcome back (laughs) to the show, to the second segment here. Tell us about Shore and what motivated you to start this company offering a plant-based formula alternative. Absolutely. So Shore is my baby. (laughs) That's how I like to refer to it. It's my business baby. And we were um, were set out on this venture about three and a half years ago uh, after having or bringing home my third baby girl. Uh, I have four children, three girls, and the last one is a boy. God bless my husband's heart. Uh, But we brought home our third baby girl and um, my second daughter was about two and a half at the time. And we had breastfed her for about 18 months. So I planned to do the exact same thing with third baby and that was not the case. So long story short, we ran into a lot of hiccups earlier on. I ended up battling uh, postpartum depression with her and also um, excruciating feedings due to her tongue tie. And I also was going through a little uh, supply shortage of my own. I just could not produce enough milk for her. And so that led me to supplementing. And so we tried the same formula that we had supplemented with our oldest daughter. And unfortunately, not even 24, I'd say 48 hours in, we immediately saw reactions. She started to have a skin reaction. Um, her poops changed smells. And, and it was just, it was crazy, craziness. And at that point, I was just trying to cling on to sanity as best I knew how. And I felt like nothing was going right. So uh, my husband and I, 
we were like, there has to be something out there that we can trust, that we could safely feed our baby. And we were 100% vegan at the time. And so we did our research. We literally were up and down grocery store aisles, looking at the backs of infant formula canisters, um, dissecting every ingredient that's in there, researching and finding out some of the not so great things that are in infant formula, and then partnering with experts to create our very own recipe. And so that was the start of what we know now as Sure. Uh, and so we specialize in ready-made plant-based formula for infants and toddlers. Great. That's awesome. What are the main ingredients that you typically find in mainstream formula products? We all have seen the articles about the heavy metals, right, that are in some of the formulas out there. Um, and that's quite unfortunate. And that's not on the label. So that's another thing to kind of be mindful of as we are thinking about formula. Um, so that's one one caution that I always tell parents is to just be mindful, do your research and look, seek out the best formulas. And I know that's kind of hard um, with all of the information that we have out now at our fingertips about formula, but definitely do your best to research formulas who don't or at least have taken action towards not having those heavy metals in, in the formulas, but also preservatives and mineral oil, corn syrup. All of these ingredients are going to be very tough on the digestive system of the baby. And so if you can find ones without those GMOs and synthetic fillers and things like that, you are a rock star mom and you're off to a great start. How is yours different? Ours is different because we truly do use all natural ingredients. So even the vitamins that we use are derived from whole food items. Um, it's 100% plant-based and it's in a ready-made format. So especially for those moms who still kind of want that, that experience of breastfeeding, right? And freezing the milk and things like that. Um, we kept it in that ready-made format. And that's actually the format that we started with when we were making this recipe for our own baby girl for the first year of her life. Uh, so the other difference is that we are really uh, starting to do more research about how to safely introduce allergens early on so that the child does not develop an allergy later on down the road. And so we're, we're doing extensive research to try to figure out how we can do that because a lot of moms that we've spoken to in surveys and one-on-one um, -on -one interviews have said that their main concern are the allergies, right? The intolerances and not being able to predict what their child is going to be, uh, have a reaction to. So we're trying to really focus on that because that's really where we see a big gap and opportunity in the industry is to give the moms that guidance and support that they so many of us lack when we're trying to decide, you know, on that grocery aisle, there's so many options and we're not experts. You know what I mean? Many of us aren't coming from a healthcare background to really be able to dissect these ingredients. So we want to do that work for them, partner with our customers, hold their hands, support them and help them to make the best decisions for their child. When a baby gets, you know, fussy or gassy or has a reaction to a formula, what is the ingredient that they're often reacting to? It's very different. Um, you know, it's really case by case, but some of the most common ones are going to be the lactose. Um, it's also going to be soy, which was the one for our child, um, because like I said, we were using a plant-based and the plant-based option that we went with was soy. So we, we had no idea that she would have a reaction to it. Um, so soy is another one. And I want to say those are the, the main two, because those are the main two ingredients that are used in the infant formulas that are out there on the market. Our base is made from an almond base, um, which is considered one of the big nine allergens, right? The tree, it, it falls in the category of tree nuts. But what we found is that it is a lot lower on the spectrum than um, some of the other tree nuts or some of the other big nine allergens. 
and it's easy on the stomach, just the way that we process it to get those proteins and those minerals out of the ingredient without it being so hard on the digestive tract. Um, and so we're also looking into other ingredients like wheat and um, other plant-based ingredients that we could also use as a variation of our formula that'll be easy on the baby, but also introducing those allergies um, in very small dosage dosages so that the baby gets used to it and can build up um, that, not immunity to it, but that ex- um, tolerance for it so that they don't get those allergies. Along those lines, what should parents look out for as signs of, you know, sensitivities to the type of formula they're using that maybe it's time to switch kinds or look for one for, I know they have some for like sensitive stomachs and how long should you wait before trying another kind? Yeah. So I would definitely say um, sometimes we moms, we sleep on ourselves. And what I mean by that is we underestimate our ability to know what our babies need. Um, So of course, we always want to err on the side of caution. We want to consult with the experts. We want to do all of the right things, right? But we also want to trust ourselves. We had these babies, we carried these babies. And even in the more non-traditional settings, um, trust your intuition, right? Um, I always believe in, in the divine when it comes to that and that we are the right person for the job if we're in that situation. So what practically though, what you can do is look out for any, any breakouts, look out for any changes in their temperament, look out for any changes in their stools. Um, Those are the main three and rely on what you already know. So if you know that your child hasn't had these symptoms before, when did they start and can they be connected back to when you introduced the, the formula or, um, after they started to take the formula, did they develop later on? You know, if that was the only change in their lifestyle or in their diet, then start to kind of trace it back to, you know, what you introduced, what formula it was. Um, And I like to say at least give it if you're going to be switching, um, because, you know, we're dealing with very delicate, fragile babies, right? And they're delicate, fragile digestive um, systems. So I would say be very cautious. And ultimately, I'm going to... I hate to put a number on it because I don't want you guys to use it as as Bible, but I would say one to two weeks before you introduce, unless it is a very urgent situation and your pediatrician is saying, no, we need to do this now. I would say try to phase them out and maybe almost like when you're weaning a baby from breast milk and you're transitioning over into the infant formula, if you can do it in a way that's nice and gentle and gradual, that is going to be the more preferred way. Okay. Well, shifting gears a little bit, For those moms whose breastfeeding journeys are coming to an end, what are some tips for switching from breast milk to formula? I like to say, always have your support system uh, in place. I think that is really important as a mom in general, not just even with the infant formula experience, but that too. And so having a support system in place where even if it's a non-traditional type system or village that you've had to create on your own and get creative. So other mom groups are great. And I know those can be, those can be great. And then they can also be not so great just because they're, you know, of the opinions of others and it can get very loud. Um, But what I would say is, consult with your pediatrician, consult with other moms that you know that are in within your circle, use your own past experiences. Um, and then also I would start with more sensitive formulas. So if, if they classify as an advanced or, or sensitive um, formula, I would probably start with those because they're going to be at most the, uh, more gentle on the and more mild on the digestive system than the other ones are. So kind of ease into it. And then um, 
if you're having to go back to work or if you're having to, you know, change your scheduling uh, and that's the reason for, you know, switching back over, I would say try to implement the change beforehand. So try to go ahead and start gradually working into it and transitioning over to the formula before you have to, you know, pass off to a babysitter or nanny or go back to work. So the earlier, the better um, before you have to make that, you know, that gradual change or that change, try to make it gradual again. Okay. With the formula shortage that we already discussed, it seems as though there's been a rise in parents making their own baby formula. I know it's very controversial. Many experts advise not to do it. But I'm curious about your take and what advice, if any, you would give to parents who are choosing to go that route. I always have like a a love-hate relationship with this question <laughs> because I am a truly a rebel at heart. And honestly, um, in my complete transparency of being a mom, right, taking off that expert hat for a second, um, I was really desperate. Okay. I was desperate for something for my child. And I really felt like I wasn't getting the attention or the assistance, support, or the help um, that I was needing um, out of the options that were available. And so for me, I really took it matters into my own hands. Of course, I did the research and I did all of the things that I felt like were going to help me to make the best decision and be the safest for my baby. But I realized that I had to really get in the weeds of things a lot more if I wanted to find the solution that I was looking for. So for me, that looked like doing the research, like I told you guys before, and whipping up things right at home in my own kitchen. And then from there, taking that recipe and sharing it and being transparent with my pediatrician, trying to create an ally out of my pediatrician, as opposed to, you know, this, this, um, toxic type relationship where they say one thing and we do another. I was very transparent. I was like, this is, this is where we are. These are the things that aren't working. These are the things that are happening. And this is what I have done to figure this out. I would love to get your take on it. I'm happy to share the recipe. You know, what do you think? What are your thoughts? So I took a more I put my my pediatrician in a more of a consultative position as opposed to whatever he says I'll do, because at the very end of the day, again, this is my child and I'm seeing that what they're saying um, and what, you know, what is a typical route was just not working for us. And so what that showed me is that everybody's experience is different and the solution isn't always cookie cutter. So at some point you do have to kind of push the envelope a little um, and be brave and courageous enough to do that. But of course, err on the side of caution, consult with the experts if and when needed, and then, you know, go from there. All right, April. Well, thank you so much for sharing this important information. We are going to take another quick break and then continue our conversation with our moms as well. Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on animal welfare certified bone and beef short ribs, sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie and ground lamb. Grab an olive bull bread from the bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com.
All right, Liz and Bailey, welcome back. Any thoughts on what we've just learned from April on what's inside baby formula and the different kinds available out there? To me, it was very overwhelming already. And I was like, it, there's more to it than I even, even now as a mom who's fed it for a year than I even knew. Some of that was definitely new information uh, for for me as, you know, someone who's kind of just starting out on all of this. Um, I also am sitting here going, I, I wish I had noticed something like this had existed uh, just to be able to help out a lot of the moms, even at the daycare that I was working at, because there was uh, many kids who were having issues with both regular formula and the soy formula. And I know in our area in particular, having another option like this uh, would have been super helpful for them, even at that time, uh, just to know that there, you know, there are options out there for you as a mom. Yeah. Well, one thing we haven't touched on is the stigma that can often be associated with using formula, you know, in this whole breast is best, quote unquote, mentality. And, you know, now we see more people saying like fed is best, right? Have you any of you ever run into any pushback or felt a lack of support as a formula feeding mom? I definitely got a lot of pushback, especially because when I had uh, my daughter, I initially said, I'm not breastfeeding. We're going straight to formula. So I had a lot of people push back on, well, you should try its best or the bond you'll get. And every I've got every possible probably pushback that um, people could have given me. But at the end of the day, I just knew like what was best for her and me was to be on formula. She's a healthy two-year-old now, so I don't don't regret it. But I definitely did encounter that, especially because I had the lack of initial trying the breastfeeding as well. Yes, I definitely ran into it as well. You know, as sometimes as an adoptive mom, you're already being told and you're struggling with the feeling of not being their actual mom, even though you are. And especially in those first months as you're already trying to take the time to bond with this child that you did not uh, carry for, you know, those nine-ish months. Uh, So, Then you add in people who are all over social media saying, you know, the whole breast is best and people talking about the formula shortage and saying, well, why don't they just nurse? And and just hearing that over and over and even from people in in real life, not necessarily directly to me, uh, but telling you, well, you're setting your child up for failure because you're not using donated breast milk because you're not trying to induce lactation. Um, you're not trying to do this bonding with them. And so it can just end up being a perfect recipe for self-doubt and guilt as a mom and just coming back and realizing that you are doing what is best to create that bond and you are doing what you feel is best for your child. Someone's expecting you to induce lactation. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yes. Um, and I have heard of people who have done it and good for you. Usually those um tend to be people who have kind of a a longer um, match with a mom. Like they they meet an expectant mom who's only a couple months along. So then they can, there's, if you want to research it, feel free to research it um, as an adoptive, uh, as an adoptive mom. But uh, usually because you already know that baby's coming, some moms have actually have time to do that. Um, 
or if you've previously had a child, apparently it's easier to do that. Um, some people even just talk about dry nursing with the baby, um, as well as, you know, the other big, the biggest one that you hear is why don't you use donated breast milk? And that's great if you can get your hands on it. Um, but the other thing is there's lots of other babies out there who like our son, he was healthy. So he didn't necessarily need that donated breast milk. And I know that there's, you know, there's little preemie babies out there and um, kids with other issues going on that could use it more than him. So I'm not going to go out and take what's already a small enough supply and then take it for my kid who I know is thriving on formula right now. Interesting. Maybe that whole lactation thing is another episode. That's a whole nother, another beast to get into. But it's, um, it is something that has been brought up in many adoptive um, forums that I'm a part of on Facebook and things like that. People talk about it. So it is a thing out there. April, any thoughts on, on this whole stigma and, you know, mentality, the mommy wars? Oh, yeah. I am very passionate about this because I, moms, we, we have it hard as it is. Like, and I, you would think that we would be the ones that get it right and that we understand and that we show each other compassion because we live it and we breathe that struggle sometimes and that challenge of being a mom every single day. So it still bewilders me how, how a mom could just even approach another mom. In, in, with anything but gratitude and grace and just like, listen, I, I, I get it, <laughs> you know? Um, so for one of the more important parts of our mission as we are preparing to roll out our product is to um, remember the moms and not even just the moms, but the parents. And we really have an inclusive initiative to recognize that everybody's journey looks different and to be, be welcoming of that, right? And be supportive of that and try to fit in and help where we can, as opposed to judging, right? And adding more to the problem. Um, so I'm just so, I think more so than the product itself, I'm passionate about shaking up the industry in that way because it can feel so cold and isolated um, because sometimes you don't have that guidance. You don't have that support, even from other moms who have, who may have even dealt with what you have. Right. So um, ultimately, I'm just I look at it as an opportunity to, to get on the ground and do the work and um, help these moms as best we can and parents. Well, moms, I have enjoyed this conversation. Any last thoughts before we wrap up? I just think, um, cause I said, I know I said I, uh, didn't have that, but I had a lot of pushback, but I think if you find your community of people that are willing to support you and know that, you know, what is best and are doing your absolute best for your child, gravitate toward that and do just, if you know that formula is the best route to go for you, do it. If breastfeeding is, then do that too, but just find your community that and your support system and hold on to that. Yeah, um, I would just piggyback off of that and just say huge kudos to literally all the moms out there that are just making sure their babies are fed. And whether you're breastfeeding, formula feeding, combination, whatever you're doing, you're amazing and you've got this. Yeah, and I, I second everything that you guys just said. You got this, mom. Um, and find your community, find your support and make that louder than all of the other negative noise um, that's out there in the world. Well, thank you so much to you, April, Liz, and Bailey. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode today. Listeners, you can find out more about April and her company at theshorecompany.com. That's Shore, S-U-R-E. Also check out newmommymedia.com where we have all of our podcast episodes plus videos and more. 
Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for expecting parents, Parent Savers for moms and dads with toddlers, The Boob Group for moms who give breast milk to their babies, and Twin Talks for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.